Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So good. So good. Hallelujah. I'll give that. Thank you. We're going to continue to pray for them. God is faithful. How are you? Are you happy? Well done coming out in the rain for those that parked off site and walked in the rain and all our ushers in the rain. I thought that was lovely. Well done. You know, I, I am so excited about what the Lord is doing right now. I, um, Emily and I were in Korea and Japan last week and uh, just saw God do some wonderful things. In fact, I might get Emily. Where are you, Em? Somewhere? Mimi. Me, 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 me. There she is. Come and, come and share a quick testimony. This was really cool. I wanted to come and share this. But we were watching online too. Hallelujah. We'd get home and we'd stay up late and watch. And um, I just, I'm so excited about what the Lord is doing right now. God is moving all over the earth. He really is. And um, it's particularly something happening in the last few weeks, like in the last month, you could feel the temperature rising. And it's oh, something really good. And similar things are happening in other parts of the world at the same time. And I really believe it's so important that we make room turn aside and make room. And I'm going to just share a little bit more about that. But we were in uh, Tokyo. This is my middle daughter, Emily. I'll give her a hand if she's a... <laughs> she's a good girl. She actually led everybody in an encounter on Friday night. If you weren't here, it was just glorious. Hallelujah. But we had some cool things happen. Uh, we saw some amazing miracles. We saw a lady born completely deaf in one ear, have her ear instantly open, and it was just beautiful. And, uh, and we saw people saved and delivered and filled with joy, and oh, it was glorious. But you had a cool thing happen. Can you just share, share that with them? Um, so this was when we were in Japan, um, and we had only really two days there to minister. Uh, and on the first day, uh, mum was preaching and she had this little time where she uh, kind of gave an explanation as to why we speak in tongues. And sometimes it's um, just personal intercession between you and the Holy Spirit. And other times there's like a message in tongues for everybody else. And she shared this story about how she was in a meeting and she was praying in tongues at the front in the microphone and someone came up to her at the end and said, you're speaking in Zulu, do you know that? And this is what you said. And I got very inspired by this. And so I said to God in one of the worship sessions, I'm like, you're really, really cool if you could give me a word in Japanese for everybody. And so I started praying in tongues and the worship and I had kind of had this word kind of on my spirit and was saying this word. And I'm like, it sounds Japanese, so I'll ask. Uh, and we had a, a good friend, Yasuko, who translated a lot for us. And I asked her, like, I had this word. I'm not sure what it means, but like, maybe it means something. Can you maybe try and figure out what it is? <laughs> and so I told her this word, and she's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it's like a, a response to like, um, if someone's like, do you want to go shopping or something? You say this word and it means like, yeah, I can go. And so um, that was 
really cool. As I had like this, this word stirring up in my spirit, because um, as soon as we got to Japan and in Korea as well, it's kind of like the stirring in the atmosphere, like something really big was going to break out. Um, and so I got the opportunity to share this word uh, the next day. And the word was ikimas. I can go. And it was, a, it was a response that God's looking for, for the invitation to reap the harvest that was coming. And you could really sense it all in the spirit as you got into Japan. And it was like a, a call to like say, yes, I can go. I'm ready and to be emboldened and to raise up as an evangelist in Japan and to reap the harvest that was white. And so, yeah, it was that. <laughs> it was very cool. The Japanese got really excited. They're all like, oh, yes, ikimasu, ikimasu, I will go, I will go. So, yeah, just beautiful. They have 1% saved in Japan. So uh, God's ready. Send them all out. I will go, God. I will go. Hallelujah. Isn't that cool? God is, God is so good. Sometimes people wonder why we are singing in tongues sometimes up front. And I, I sometimes get, well, how come you're not interpreting that? You know, because there is, there is a difference between a prayer language and a message in tongues. And you know, sometimes we're just singing our deeps calling out to his deep and we're connecting in the Holy Spirit and, and interceding and praying in the Holy Spirit, which is, scripture talks so much about. And then sometimes there is a message in tongues. Sometimes it's in a known language. Sometimes it's in an unknown language and someone else gets a, a supernatural interpretation. But we've had both happen here. I remember one night I was singing in Samoan and I didn't know it and, and singing um, they came and told me afterwards, do you know you kept singing in Samoan? You kept saying, come rest in the bosom of the Father. Come rest in the bosom of the Father. <laughs> I went, that's really cool. Hallelujah. So, uh, so we are, we're just hungry, hungry for more of God and for more of what he's doing and, uh, and excited to be uh, having the opportunity to be equipping people. Tom actually has gone to the US for 10 days. Uh, he is talking to people about the television and the things that are going on over there. And we are just continually um, thanking God for the opportunity to get the message of God's love, get the message of salvation out there. And so excited to see what the Lord's doing. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. I, am, I just want to pray. Father, we say thank you so much for your grace. You are faithful and you are good. You are kind and you are wonderful. And Lord, you said to ask for rain in the time of rain. And Lord, we ask for more. God, we ask more in the natural, Lord, that there would be follow-up rains all through the drought-related, uh, the drought-affected areas. God, we say thank you so much for sending the rains to our nation. But Lord, we ask and we know, Lord, that then they're gonna need follow-up rains. And God, come on, I want you to pray with me. Uh, we, we're asking, Lord, for follow-up rains, Lord. All the rains that they need in the right time, Lord, not destructive rain, but rain that's going to continue uh, to fully break this drought in Australia. And we say, thank you, Lord. We ask for rain in the time of rain. Come on, you can do better than that. Lord, we're asking, Lord, that you would continue what you've begun and Lord, you'd give them the follow-up rains that they need in the in the outback and in the areas where they need it. God, we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, Amen. Amen. But we also ask 
for the, for the more, the spiritual realm, first the natural and the spiritual. We're asking for this nation to begin to cry out in holy hunger, to seek his face and to find him, to know him. Lord, we're, we're calling, Father, for a harvest of souls in Australia in the name of Jesus beyond what we've seen before. And we ask for it, Lord, that you would cause people's hearts to start burning for you. Lord, that you would release a grace, Lord, for souls to be saved. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, when we're recognizing that God is moving, it's so important that we don't just sort of say, oh, that's nice. But we see it as an invitation to partner with Him for more. I said it the other night, but when Moses saw the burning bush, he didn't just get excited and run home and tell his wife, I saw a bush that was burning, it wasn't being consumed, it was God, it was amazing, and, uh, and leave it at that. But instead he turned aside, the scripture says, he turned aside and gave his attention to what God was doing. And you know, if we'll turn aside and give our time and attention and change what we're doing to give our full attention because we recognize God's doing something, then Moses was commissioned when he did that. God spoke to him out of the bush and gave him a commission to go and rescue Israel out of Egypt, hallelujah. But in the same way, I believe we are in such a season of holiness, of God pouring out His Spirit, that there is invitations we don't wanna miss. Even the other night, um, I think it was Wednesday night, we heard, maybe Thursday night, Wednesday night, we had a big storm. And um, I had just, through the night, I'd been hearing a song in my heart, an old song, how deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. And I just began to sing through it, these amazing words, I just think, oh. And I could feel though, as soon as I began to sing it, I could feel an invitation that if I wanted to turn aside, God had more. And you know, that's often how it starts for me. He'll just put a song randomly in my heart and I'll realize, there's an invitation here. So I sat down at the piano, found the chord charts, just began to sing it a bit more, looked up all the verses. And then I, the storm started going. I love storms. So I went and sat in my room and opened the curtains and turned the lights off and just began to watch the thunder and the lightning, which I love, and began to just keep singing this song and worshipping him. And then I felt him remind me that my cousin had brought over a whole bunch of old books from my grandmother's house. And... Um, I'd looked at some of them and I thought, that's great. I can't keep all of them, there's too many. Um, many of them were just hymnals and I'd sort of said, well, I don't really need them. But he felt, I felt him tell me, go and get one. So I went and picked one up and I realized, you know, these are like from 1898, my, given to my relative for leading the choir. That's cool. And I just began to look at some of the words of some of these hymns and ah, oh, I just spent the evening singing hymns to him, and I just, be, just just had the most lovely time with the Lord. And then I was going to sleep, and as I was going to sleep, I, I felt the Lord show me a vision of myself giving a gift to God. 
And I was thinking, Lord, what gift can I give you? I want to give you anything. I'll give you my life. I'll give you, what gift can I give you, God? And I heard him say so clearly, he said, your song is a gift to me. And I was so blessed to think that God would, would bother to take the time to make a point of the fact that he really enjoyed that tonight. He really enjoyed that I turned aside to minister to him. And I think I share that with you only to say that there are God encounters for you continually if you'll learn to recognise, as Bill Johnson says, the oak tree in the acorn. You'll begin to recognise the beginnings of something. Hallelujah. And I believe God is beginning something so significant here. Hallelujah. And I, I believe as we start to recognise it and start to celebrate it. Hallelujah. Start to turn aside and give our attention. Pastor James released a prophetic word the other night I thought was really powerful. But um, reminding us that there are, there's, there's going to be... Uh, opportunity and invitation. I think Carsten shared this word as well about um, how, it, how we're going to be invited to make more room in our lives and, and actually change some of the things we do with our leisure time, some of the, just to make more room. But it's not going to be a, a big, heavy, religious, I'm going to do this for you, God, so that I can get f further and closer with you. It's going to be a joyful response to say, you're all I want. I want more room for you, God. And um, as, as you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and as you respond to these invitations, I believe God is going to do such glorious things that there's personal revival, corporate revival. Hallelujah. This is better than you're responding. Like, and it's, it's here. Hallelujah. Just waiting for you to turn aside and give it your attention. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I had a wonderful morning. I enjoyed my morning. And my son, my 19-year-old son, Joseph, um, he, he took me out for brunch, which I, like son of the year. Hello. <laughs> And he, he opened the car door for me, oh. took me, organised the place for me to go. This is, this is not my birthday or anything, just because he's good and um, wanted some time with me. And so he, um, he took me out for brunch and then um, just when we played connection games. And just had some beautiful conversation and his heart was so open and vulnerable and oh, it's just beautiful. We had such a lovely time. I so enjoyed it. And uh, by the way, sons, take your mothers out for brunch. It's a lovely thing to do. They love to hear your heart. But I want to tell you, God's heart is so moved when you take time to begin to talk with him, to begin to fellowship with him. Some of us think, well, if I could do this for God, if I could climb this mountain, if I could do this, if I could have a 40-day fast, if I could do this, if I could do that, then, you know, I'd really be pleasing God. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with those things, but the attitude is like, I, if I could do something great, like, like Naaman, when he was going to be healed of the leprosy, he was offended to just, dip in a river, like, 
And the, someone said to him and said, well, you know, if you'd been asked to do something like a great feat, you would have done that because we feel good if we can like do something great to earn it. But just going in the river, and you know, I think if we can understand that God's pleasure is in us just immersing ourselves in the river of His pleasure, that He gets so much pleasure out of us actually just enjoying fellowship with Him, then as we do that, relationship is built. And I wanna share a little bit about that with you today. Hallelujah. I've been enjoying the Psalms recently. Hallelujah, I enjoy we, we love the Word of God. I've been going through also First and Second Samuel um, with Emily. Uh, we uh, just realized there's a few little gaps in her Bible knowledge as, as I began to tease her a little bit. And so we've just been enjoying while we're in Japan going through, going, going through the stories. It's like it's better than a movie. So cool. First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. Like, wow, man, so good. And you want to know what comes next. But um, I've been enjoying the Psalms so much myself. And, and last night I was just looking and um, looking at Psalm 4, actually. So you can turn there with me if you like. I'm just, I'll read it out of the Passion Translation today. Psalm 4, verse 3. May we never forget that the Lord works wonders for every one of his devoted lovers. And this is how I know that he'll answer my every prayer. Tremble in awe before the Lord and do not sin against him. Be still upon your bed and search your heart before him. Bring to Yahweh the sacrifice of righteousness and put your trust in him. And I read that as I was going to sleep last night. I read it actually in the NASB and God's delight. He's talking to us about on your bed, meditate on the Lord. And I, I was thinking about that. I was trying to meditate on the Lord as I, oh, okay, okay, God, I'm gonna meditate on you as I go to sleep. And my thoughts were, started going to this problem and that problem and that situation and this person and how I'm gonna solve that and what we're gonna do that. And I'm like, no, 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 I wanna meditate on the Lord. And then my mind's going to this problem and that problem. No, 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 I'm, I, Lord, I'm on my bed. I'm meditating on you, God. Oh, thank you. And I kept finding this struggle trying to actually do what he was saying, meditate on him. Because the promise is that as we do that, that we'll lie down and sleep in peace. I'm like, this is great. Okay. So, all right, meditating on you. Oh. And I really, anybody else know what I'm talking about? It's like, because you're actually still and quiet. She's like, oh, hey, well, yeah, there are all those things I've got to sort out. Ah. And I realized actually those things that I thought were troubling me were actually things that God wanted me to ask for his help with. So that instead of me going down, a, oh, what can I do about that? What can I say? What can I do? I like, no, okay, I recognize that's a care I can cast on you and ask for help with. You said don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. So, all right, I recognize that. That's a care and a worry on my mind. So, Lord, help me in that situation. And as soon as you do that, you turn it from the rabbit trail back onto meditating on him. Hallelujah. And you get to do that one by one. Catch, catch all the little foxes and bring it all to him and he takes care of it, hallelujah. 
And so we can, we can talk to the Lord and we can unpack. Then in um, Psalm 5, I was enjoying this this morning. For those of my vintage, you'd remember the scripture in song days. Many of you would know at least the first several verses of Psalm 5 because we sang the song. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. There's about three of you. Hearken unto my voice of my cry, my King and my God. For unto thee will I pray, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning. Oh Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer and to thee I will look up. That's what I love about scripture and song is you actually learn scripture. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Let there be a revival of scripture and song in our day. Amen, hallelujah. I prophesy it and declare it. But um, here in Psalm 5 in the Passion Translation, let me read it to you. It says this, listen Yahweh to my passionate prayer. Can't you hear my groaning? Don't you hear how I'm crying out to you, my King and my God? Consider my every word for I'm calling out to you. At each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice as you prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you, as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. I liked that so much. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. And I thought, hey, that's so beautiful. That sounds a whole lot like my unpacking that I do with my brain. You know, when I, when I travel, I'm always asking for more hangers um, for the hotel room because I like to unpack so I can see everything and it's unpacked. It's like the first thing I like to do, I like to unpack so I can see stuff. But in the same way, I need to unpack my brain and with my prayer life, I need to go through stuff and get specific because if I'm not specific, then it doesn't get done. It doesn't get prayed for, it just gets worried about. It doesn't disappear. It comes back when I'm trying to go to sleep and meditate on the Lord. So instead, it's important when you go to pray and you spend some time with the Lord to lay out the pieces of your life on the altar so that His fire can come <laughs> and he can, he can help you and give you supernatural peace and supernatural wisdom and He takes care of it, hallelujah. And I do this, I like to lay out the pieces of my life. Lord, I just lay my marriage out before you and I pray and I lay my children one by one. I, I thank you and I can pray about them and the different pieces of my life, my friends and my family, my ministry, the church, all the staff, all the people, this, the nation and the nations, what you wanna do. I just, I lay it out piece by piece and I talk to him and I picture it as being laid out piece by piece on the altar so that I can spread it out and see it. Yeah, yeah, okay, good, we've prayed about this, hallelujah. I've talked to you about it. And you know, it's like Joseph and I having brunch this morning. It was so lovely, he, he's, he's magnificent, he's such a magnificent young man. 
but um, he just wanted to ask connection questions like, um, what's something you've never told me before? Or like, oh, going deep quick. <laughs> or and, or he, he even asked me questions like, is there anything you see in my life that I could improve on? I'm like, oh, whose 19-year-old son does this? You are awesome. You're like a Christian. Beautiful man. But I mean, just beautiful. Like, what's your happiest moment? And, and those sort of things are the sort of things that God loves to share with you. God loves when we open our hearts and instead of going, yeah, I'm right, no worries, mate, and, and living on the surface level, by actually allowing ourselves every morning, every evening, as you get alone with God, to put the pieces of your heart out vulnerably and open-heartedly before Him, as you talk to Him as a friend, as a Lord, as your comforter, as your keeper, as your helper, your ever-present help in time of need, as you put these things on the altar and you come before Him, He who knows everything anyway still loves to hear you open your heart and invite Him into every space, hallelujah, into every piece as you just put it out and say, Lord, let your fire come. Let your fire come. Anything that needs to be removed, remove it. Anything that, that needs to be adjusted, adjust. But anything you wanna say, come and say. And anything you wanna enrich, where you wanna bring peace instead of my fears. Lord, I lay my fears out before you and I thank you that as I seek you, you deliver me from all my fears, hallelujah. I lay the promises, the prophetic gifts and the promises that you've put out and the gifts that you've given me. I, I lay them out on the altar and I thank you for your fire to fall on them, God. I thank you, Lord, uh, that you who have purposed it will also do it. Psalm 57 too. I start to make declarations. On, um, on Friday night, we were having so many wonderful uh, visions and encounters. Hallelujah. I love worship for that reason. Worship's not a one-way thing. It's us, not just us coming to bless Him. It's Him blessing us, feeding us, encouraging us. And as we, as we do that, as we come before him and we worship him, he often gives us visions. And on Friday night, I had an unusual vision. I, I saw God giving me some keys and I began to look and say, what are the keys for? And then I saw a vault full of treasure and money and gold. And I thought, oh God, you know, that's not even on my mind. And I, so I just started just to prophesy and sing to the vault, Lord, open the doors. Thank you, Lord, that you give us everything we need to do everything you ask us to do. Thank you. Open the doors, Lord, open it up and thank you for it. And uh, he said, I, um, he says, I've given you the keys. I was like, oh, I'm so used to asking him to do it. And yet he says, I've, so I realized, no, I have to change my prayer. I have to start saying, all right, the doors are open to me. I have more than enough. Thank you, Lord, that there's more than enough resource and finance for the building, for everything we need. Thank you, Lord, that we have it already. I'm gonna call those things that be not as though they are. Thank you, Lord, that you've given me the keys. Father, thank you, you've given me power to get wealth, and I thank you for that wealth, Lord. And, you know, began to shift it from, please, God, thank you, please do it, to, yes, hooray, thank you, Lord. I speak it and declare it. And... um. And, and as we begin, this was in response to 
regular prayers that I pray. Lord, I'm, I'm praying, Lord, that you provide for us everything we need as a church, everything we need as a ministry, everything people need in their lives. And then he comes and he speaks to us as we take time, as we lay it out before him and then we worship him with the sacrifices of righteousness, as we bless him, as we worship him, what happens is that he comes and his fire comes. He comes and he brings answers. He comes and he brings hope. He comes and he brings fire to your hope, sets it ablaze and you start to have faith like you've never had before. So much easier than going about your day with stuff ticking away in the background and you thinking, why am I tired? Why am I stressed? Why am I bothered? And you haven't even really identified it because you haven't laid it out piece by piece on the altar. So I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting us to recognize an invitation into intimacy beyond what we've seen before. He's inviting us, I believe, to open our hearts and begin to say, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I come and I'm not going to just have a surface level chat. I got to see Joseph for about 10 minutes after academy camp at six o'clock on Friday night as I was walking out the door. And it was lovely, big hug, hi, great, how was camp? Fantastic, awesome, I gotta go. And, and that was great to see him. But this morning, ah, ah, I got to really see him. I got to have time with him. I, we got, and, and you know, a lot of us, we live our relationship with God on the, hey, how are you? So great, yeah, thanks for everything, awesome, I love it. Yeah, great to see you, love you heaps, thanks. Yep, awesome, love you. Read a little bit, yeah, that's brilliant, thanks, love you. And, and you know, God still really appreciates that you've checked in. Like, I loved seeing him, I loved it. I mean, he came in quite late last night and, um, and then left again. And I was like, I thought I heard the car race down. I'm like, ah, oh, I missed him. Because I, the moments, I still enjoy the moments. But God wants more than just the moments because he knows how to help you better than you realize you need help. He doesn't want you living a life of stress and worry, anxiety and stuff, because we've all got stuff, no matter what you do. There are things and thoughts and things that have to be dealt with, good, bad and otherwise. But God wants to be involved in every area of your life. He wants to hear about all the things. And he wants you to lay it all out before him, not because he's a demanding, exacting, controlling father, but because he really delights in your company. He delights in hearing your voice. The scripture tells us in Song of Songs that your voice to him is lovely. It's lovely, it's sweet to him. Your voice is a gift to him. Your song is a gift to him, whether you are a singer, a music teacher or not vocally gifted very much at all, he thinks your voice is sweet. He considers it a gift. Your voice, oh God, he delights to speak to us, but he says that he wants to hear our voice in the morning. So not just opening the Bible and reading and writing, which is great to do as well, but to actually open your voice and to minister to him to bless him, 
to sing to him, to minister to him. Read the Psalms and it's just full of worship and praise and glory from someone privately writing praise and glory and worship that then could be used corporately. God wants to hear your private worship. He, he counts it as a gift. Imagine being able to give God a gift that he really enjoys. You know, he loves it. When we bring him offerings, when we, when we give financially, he loves it. He takes it personally. He said to Cornelius, your gifts and your offerings, because Cornelius, Cornelius was a generous man and he gave gifts, um, money gifts. And as he did that, the, the Lord says that I've heard, I've seen your gifts that come up as a fragrant offering to me. So he, he receives that and loves that you do that when you do that with a beautiful heart. But not only can we give him that, we can give him everything we do every day as a fragrant offering and we can bring him and he takes very personally when you come and you tell him, I love you. You are worthy. I worship you. I praise you today. I wanna tell you that you are worthy and that you're my savior and I honor you. You are glorious, God. Uh, one of the old hymns that I was reading was a, a hymn for a city church written back in the 1800s. And um, I was looking at it and the, the words were basically like that, you know, we're, many of us are so busy working very long hours and God just, you know, we might be able to stop here and there for one short hour to give you worship, but Lord, take our work as worship. Let our work be a praise and a worship to you. Let us be aware of you as we work this week. And I thought, oh, it's so beautiful, God. This idea that our whole life is given as a gift to him. Today, in, I live and move and have my being in you. Today, I come to give you the work of my hands. I come to give you everything I do. I do it as unto the Lord, as if it's a gift to God. Serving your employer, whatever it is that you do, study, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, the scripture says. That means we can live a whole life of walking continually with Him in fellowship. It's a, it's a glorious thought that you don't, you don't have to go, oh, work's getting in the way of my relationship with God. God wants to be in your work. He wants to be there with you, helping you. I was looking for things today. I mean, praise the Lord. I am uh, getting better at being organized. And I, um, but I have, a, I have a tendency sometimes to misplace things. Uh, that could happen really quite regularly. Um, I have angels who run around after me, in fact. I'm quite sure of it. People keep running up to me. Here, ma'am, your passport. Here, ma'am, your keys. You dropped them. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, oh, your purse. Yeah, you left it back there. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I've been like that since I was little. My dad said, you're just not meant for the things of the earth, dear. <laughs> but I'm getting better. Praise the Lord. But today I was, I was looking, where is this? Where, where did I put that? Where is that? And um, I felt the Holy Spirit say, can I help? 
went, yeah, that'd be great. I'll ask you. Yes, that's a really, Lord, where'd I put that? Instantly, I had a picture. I knew exactly where it was. About half an hour later, I was like, God, where'd I put that? <laughs> where'd I put something else? And oh, that's great. There it is. Praise the Lord. He wants to be involved in every little aspect of your everyday life. And he's not, he's not wanting you to live a stressed out life that says, oh, I don't have any time. I don't have any time. Give your life as an offering to God. Let everything you do be as unto the Lord, a fragrant offering, a sweet smelling aroma, a sacrifice to Him, hallelujah, as you bless Him. And instead of worrying about anything, Philippians 4, be anxious about nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Turn aside and make room. When you feel a little song coming up in your heart, rather than just ignoring it, sing it. Minister to him, bless him, and you'll never know what he wants to speak to you. But the other thing I really believe that God is calling us into as a church right now is for us to recognize how special what God is doing really is. And not to take it for granted, the moving of His Spirit. Praise the Lord for the souls that were saved on Friday. Thank you, Lord, for the souls that were saved on Sunday. Thank you, Lord, for the souls that will be saved today. Thank you for the souls that are being saved as we're uh, broadcasting this around the world, for the fish that are jumping into the boats. We celebrate that. And we don't want to take it for granted. And we don't want to take for granted the moving of His Spirit in worship and the gifts and what He's doing but as we, as we recognize that, I believe even personally, God's wanting us to make a bit more room in our own spaces, in our own heads, in our own hearts. He wants to be able to fill your thoughts so you're not having to try and brush away all the other thoughts. Start to consider, is this going to be good and edifying? Maybe there's some things in my leisure time that I need to change so that I could fill it with more of what is going to cause my heart genuine delight. Maybe instead of watching a movie every night, maybe I could, maybe I could give that time to reading something that's going to really inspire me or, or I could listen to a podcast or I could sit down and, and minister to God and pray or I, maybe I could get some friends and we could talk about, um, we, could, we could just have some connection games or we could talk about the scripture or we could do something, whatever it is that, that the Holy Spirit leads you to do. I believe as you deliberately choose to make some adjustments in what you look at, what you listen to, even perhaps you listen, perhaps you drive a lot and you listen to the radio all day long. I found myself just recently, um, I just don't wanna listen to secular music. I just don't, I mean, I, I'm, I love music and, and secular songs are, are great, but. I just don't want them buzzing through my head. I actually want to have space for the Holy Spirit. And I'm not talking about being legalistic. I've been there in the days past. I definitely don't want to go back there, you know. But I do believe that 
it's important for us to recognize the invitations that God's moving right now. And if we will make room in our hearts to, to say, actually, Lord, I really want, I want to bring you the sacrifices of righteousness. I want my every thought, my every minute to be a sweet smelling aroma. I don't want, I don't need me time. I just want you and me time all the time, all the time, because that is what will truly edify and fill me. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. A bit of a mama talk tonight. But I believe oh, with my whole heart that if we will recognize that God is doing something really special here, that God will give us more. When you're faithful with the little, God will bless you with much. As you faithfully say, yes, God, I'm gonna make room. I'm gonna, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, I just wanna make room for more of you in my personal life, not just corporately. I wanna do it corporately and personally. God, I just, I want to jump on what you're doing and I want to swim with the wave. I wanna catch this and I don't wanna miss a drop, hallelujah. I tell you, revival is upon us. It's glorious. But how many people have lived through revivals and haven't recognized it's revival until about 10 years after it started? Let's not, let's not wait. Let's recognize the oak tree and the acorn and begin to say, yes, Lord, we want more. Come Holy Spirit, amen? Hallelujah. Well, in just a, um, a short time, we're going to um, have some baptisms, which is so glorious. I love to be able to do that. And baptism is our opportunity to publicly bless the Father by acknowledging Him openly in front of people. And the Bible says, if you confess me before my Father who's in heaven, oh, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father who's in heaven. In other words, as you openly say, and with a public declaration of a baptism, I am choosing to give my life to Christ. My old life is buried. I am raised up to newness of life. And there are people witnessing that, hey, I confess that Jesus is my Lord. Hallelujah. Something so powerful about baptism. And uh, so I'm so excited for those that are going to get baptized. But if those that are going to get baptized want to start uh, getting ready, that would be wonderful moving over. Um, but before we, before we jump in and do that, and I think Trev, you're gonna lead us. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, and we wanna celebrate, as a family, we really wanna celebrate these ones. And if you haven't been baptized and you wanna spontaneously do that, you can do that too, hallelujah. It's, it's warm enough that you won't, um, won't, won't be sorry, hallelujah. But let me, um, let me encourage you. If you're here and you know in your heart you're not walking with God, God desires so much for every one of us to have a genuine connection, a genuine relationship with God. Jesus loved the whole world so much that He gave, he, he gave His life. The wages of sin is death. It's hell, and hell is where there is no love, no kindness, and no hope 
ever. I can't imagine what not having any hope. Normally you can suffer through stuff because you can hope. Being a, a place where there is no hope. Jesus came so you and I would never have to be separated from God. In the, and where God isn't, love isn't. And where love isn't, there is no hope. And to be in a place where God, where we are separated from God who is love is just forever, is just horrific. So Jesus came knowing that the penalty of sin is death, where you're separated from God. He came and He took all the weight of all the punishment and all the judgment for your sins before you were ever born. He was punished for all of it died, went to hell in your place and rose again. And now says, if you will receive my gift of forgiveness, my gift of righteousness, my gift of mercy, my gift of eternal life by receiving me as the one who is your rescuer, your savior. If you will say, yes, Lord, I need forgiveness. I need salvation. He says that he will come and he'll make his home in you. You'll become a new creation. It's called being born again. And you will never have to walk alone again. And you have uh, eternity from this moment for and forever. Hallelujah. It's the gift that he wants the whole world to have. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to have eternal life. But it requires us to say, yes, Lord, I want that. Because he won't force it on anybody because he is love and true love is free. You have a choice. My prayer for you today is that you would choose Jesus. That you'd say, yes, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to say, yes, I don't, I don't want to continue on my own. I want to surrender my life and receive the salvation of Jesus today. I want to get my life right with Christ. Maybe you were walking with the Lord and you've walked away. God wants to give you the opportunity to say, yes, God, I want to, yes, today, today be the day that I draw a line in the sand and cross over and say, yes, Lord, I want to receive you today. I want to acknowledge you and I want to make today the day that everything shifts. I want to receive you as my Lord, as my God, as my Savior, as my friend. If that's you today and you say, yes, I want to respond to the mercy of Jesus. I want to give my life to Christ today. Let me just see your hand. I'd love to pray for you. If that's you, just wave your hand at me. I'd love to pray with you. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.